I'm Brad. Oh, wait. I'm the only one here. I'm taking over this week. No Justin, no Cinemaiden. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Everybody. Welcome into another episode of The Cinema Guys. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode this week. I'm going to be running things solo as Justin and Cinemaiden are away. If you are new to the show, it's usually not just a solo show. Usually, usually I have my two other two co-hosts here, which make it a little more fun. Hopefully, you know, I can keep it exciting for you. I think I have a pretty exciting episode this week. If you're returning, welcome back. This week, I will be talking pretty much all things horror. I went to Whorehound Weekend here in Cincinnati recently, and I had a fun time. There were quite a few shorts. I went to see a few movies, some panels. I also have an interview with Alana Rafferty, who is the writer, director, star of the short film Mutiny. This is a nice little interview I had with her while I was at Horror Hound. But before I jump into things, if you're listening to this the week it comes out, come out to the Esquire Theater. Well, come out to the Esquire Theaters anytime. But starting that week on March 30th, we are hosting a screening of Best Friends Volume 1. And we will have Greg Sestero in attendance doing a Q&A that we will be moderating afterward. The following week, April 5th, come out for a screening of Major League with baseball season starting up. Should be a fun time. It's one of my favorite sports movies. And then the week after that, we will be screening Best Friends Volume 2, second part in Greg Sestero's film that he wrote and stars in. He will also be in attendance for that screening, which we will be moderating a Q&A afterwards as well. So come on out to one of them, two of them, all three of them. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't come to all three. Cinema guys are going to be there. We're going to have giveaways. It's just going to be a fun time. Can't wait to see you there. So just because I'm flying solo this week doesn't mean I shouldn't stray from our normal format. So with that, we are going to jump into a little top this. So to keep my theme for all things horror, I wanted to do a horror top this this week. But instead of doing something like my all-time favorite horror movies, which I think I have talked about before, I wanted to kind of narrow it down. So I narrowed it down to favorite modern-day horror movies from around 2005 to present day, which wasn't too hard to come up with some because there are a lot of great movies you know, from 2005 on. I mean, there are just a lot of great horror movies in general, but I wanted to give a top five that's not just, you know, the normal of I love the thing, Hellraiser, Halloween, you know, all those. So we're going to start with my number five, which is the 2014 film It Follows, 
directed by David Robert Mitchell. This movie surprised me when it came out. When it first came out and I read about this throwback to the 80s, you know, original kind of horror movie with the, even with the kind of the synth music and all that stuff, I was, I was skeptical going in, but I came out, I loved it. I'm, the ending almost lost me in the whole swimming pool, but I, I still enjoyed it quite a bit. And I thought it was very creepy with this entity that jumps bodies and just comes after you and never stops. I thought the idea was great, and I thought it was just done well. So if you have not seen It Follows, highly recommend it. So number four on my list would be Dead Silence from 2007, directed by James Wan. Anyone who's into horror knows of James Wan from Saw, The Conjuring, Insidious, and recently kind of away from horror with Aquaman. But Dead Silence is a movie that I fell in love with when I saw it in the theater. It is one of those movies that I thought he did a fantastic job playing off not only visuals, but sound. The use of sound in this movie, I think, is fantastic. Sounds just kind of fade away into nothing. It just adds to the tension in the movie, and I think it's great. It's probably one of my favorite James Wan horror movies. I mean, it it has creepy puppets. What's not to love about that? So number three on my list is a remake. Remake slash reboot. It would be Evil Dead from 2013, directed by Fede Alvarez, who also went on to do Don't Breathe, which was a phenomenal film as as well. But again, this was a movie going in I was extremely skeptical about because I love the original Evil Dead movies. So with this one, I was very skeptical, but... And I will say upon first viewing, I enjoyed it, but it didn't blow me away. It's when I watched it again that, you know, that second time, it just, it amazed me. I thought he did a fantastic job using practical effects, making it not only a reboot remake, but also kind of keeping it in the same universe as the original one. There are a lot of callbacks to the original Evil Dead, and I just think it's a great movie. One of the better quote-unquote remakes that are out there. So my number two, I did not get a chance to see this one in the theater. It is 2008's The Strangers, starring Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman, directed by Brian Bertino. I didn't see this movie until it came out on home video, It was one of those movies I watched at home, and I live in a house that's over 100 years old, so there are always a lot of creaks and cracks and noises constantly in the house, and it is another one of those movies that really plays off the atmosphere, as, you know, I have a surround sound on, and you can hear noises coming from the the sides and all around you in this old house creaking, just that concept of because you were home is why we're doing this just creeps me out. And I thought it was very well shot. Fantastic movie. I love the strangers so much. That brings me to my number one, which is the 2005 movie, the descent directed by Neil Marshall, who some might know from some game of Thrones episodes. 
He also did Dog Soldiers, which we talked about in a previous episode. But this is a movie that is very well done and plays off that claustrophobia of being underground in caves and stuck with nowhere to go. And then all of a sudden you throw in these creatures and it is frightening and fun. I love this movie so much. And I will say if you watch it, make sure you watch what they call here the uncut version. Because when it was released in theaters in the United States, they changed the ending a little bit, which I don't know why they cut like 20 seconds off the movie, but it changes the ending completely. So don't watch the US version. So that does it for my top five. I also post this question on Twitter and we had a few responses. Movie Reviews and 20 Q's podcast said it follows. The Witch, Hush, Get Out, and What We Do in the Shadows. Ryan L. Terry said in no order, Halloween 2018, The Conjuring, Insidious, A Quiet Place, and Hereditary. Drunk Netflix Reviews said It Follows. Aubrey McKay said in no order, You're Next, It Follows, Hereditary, Get Out, and The Cabin in the Woods. Which, ooh, that one's, that's a good one. If you haven't seen that movie. Looks like It Follows, Hereditary, and we had a couple repeats on this. But thank you to those that answered. If you head over to wearethecinemaguys.com and contact us, and we'd love to hear from you. So I want to thank all the new listeners that we have on PodCoin. If you guys haven't checked out PodCoin, it's kind of cool. You basically get paid to listen to your favorite podcasts. You earn coins for listening and you can use those coins towards say gift cards or giving to charity, which I think is pretty awesome. I've been using PodCoin for a couple of weeks just to check it out. I mean, it's a really good app. You can just head over to podcoin.com. You can sign up, use the code cinema guys when you sign up and you will get 300 coins to start it off. So let's talk about Horror Hound Weekend. Horror Hound Weekend is a horror convention that takes place here in Cincinnati every year. It's put on by Horror Hound, who, if anyone knows Horror Hound, they do a horror magazine. They also have a Horror Hound podcast. I think they have some films. They, they do pretty much anything in the horror space. This is a fun three-day convention full of films obviously a merch floor they have tons of celebrities signing and guests to get pictures with and autographs and you name it a lot of people in cosplay just like a lot of you know your comic type conventions but this was dedicated strictly to horror and over the weekend i did see quite a few shorts and a few films and some panels one of these shorts i went to see was called Mutiny. It was written, directed, and stars Alana Rafferty, who I had the chance to sit down and talk to over the weekend. Before we get into that interview, I just want to kind of talk about the short a little bit. It's a short based on what if a virus infected us through something such as social media, which if you think about it, is, is kind of a scary thing that a virus to basically take control of your body and what that would look like or do. 
I really enjoyed it. I thought it was tense. There were some parts in it. It made me, it reminded me of Cabin Fever, if you've ever seen that, where it's very, it's not bloody as bloody as, say, Cabin Fever, but that kind of tension of don't know what's happening, you don't know what's going on, and that kind of paranoia to this thing that is happening that you don't know where it comes from, what it's doing, or anything like that. I thought Alana did a great job of kind of setting up some of that tension of this main character that's kind of freaking out of what's going on. There's a lot of paranoia in her until what happens at the end, which I'm not going to give it away. I want people to go out and, and check out Mutiny. And with that, let's jump into our interview with Alana about Mutiny. I am here with Alana Rafferty. She is the writer, producer, director, star of the short film Mutiny, which I just recently saw at Horrorhound Weekend. And I'm here talking about her experience, not only with Horrorhound, but the movie and everything else. So thank you for joining us. Oh my God, Brad, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So we just finished up with Horrorhound Weekend. How was your experience taking this short film on the road? It was so exciting and exhausting all at once. This is actually the world premiere film festival that we had. So this was really exciting. And we met a lot of wonderful filmmakers. I got to speak on a panel with a lot of the amazing writers and directors that were featured in the festival. We just kind of took it all in and went to some of the events. It was absolutely amazing. It was so much fun. And this was the first time showing your short in front of an audience that wasn't, say, in your hometown or friends and family. How was that experience? You know, it was very nerve wracking. But then thinking about how people were going to be seeing this with fresh eyes and especially because we're developing this into a feature. So to have people just off the bat tell us what they think, what made sense, what didn't make sense. Maybe I really loved this character, but I wasn't really sure how I felt about that character in terms of what they meant to the film. So just getting all of these really honest, undiluted or unbiased opinions, it was really wonderful to have. But without, I guess, giving too much away on the film, tell you can tell us a little bit about the movie and what influenced you for the idea of the movie. Absolutely. So the influence for the movie actually came from a very strange place. I was sitting in the doctor's office reading at National Geographic, and they did an article called something along the lines of zombie animals. And this actually exists in real life where certain animals will use other animals' bodies as host bodies for their young or for like their next of kin or anything like that. And basically, the general concept is that they will shoot chemicals into this animal's bodies and make them harm themselves in order to kill the animal and then use it as just a host vessel. It's pretty insane. There's forms of wasps that do it with grasshoppers and the, uh, the plague. That's essentially what that was, was a host animal being used in order to carry this disease on. And I just thought, oh, what would happen if that happened with humans and how would that spread? And I just kept on thinking about how much we go to our cell phones and how when you're sitting in the subway or in a doctor's office or in a coffee shop, everyone is on their phones all the time. They're sitting across from each other with their phones. They're standing online with their phones or their devices and their tablets. And I just thought it was such a 
normal way for something to go terribly wrong on a huge scale. What is something that you hope someone who watches your short will get from it? That's a really good question. Even though it's a horror film and there's all these strange sci-fi David Cronenberg style elements to it. David Cronenberg was a huge inspiration for the film's style and the way we told the story. It comes from a very personal struggle with insecurities and anxieties about what kind of person I am and how the rest of the world sees me on a larger scale. And if one person says, I felt less alone, or when I saw you have a panic attack or feel insecure when you were looking at that pretty girl's Instagram, I really related to that and it made me feel less alone. If one person can relate to it and feel better from it, then I've done my job. And you wrote, directed, and starred in your short. How was that experience doing multiple hats on on set? You know, it's so interesting because when you're a filmmaker, it is so hard to take credit for anything you do as the writer, director, producer, because you have an amazing, amazing team that is working not only very, very hard, but they're working very, very hard for your vision. And I'm just constantly humbled by the amount of work my co-producer Stephanie put in and Amber, our AD, and our cinematographer Darren and our composer Asha, just all of these people who brought so much more to the to my vision that made it, first of all, our vision, and then just made it more well-rounded and more interesting and specific. I'm just so, I'm very lucky that I got to be the writer-director. And you mentioned you are turning this into a feature film. Are you currently in the process of writing the script for that? Or I guess, what's the uh, stage that that version is in? We are currently writing what will be one of many rounds of drafts where we definitely have gotten it to a place where we are very proud of it and we feel like it's a workable script. But we just want to work a little bit more, not only to develop the script and the story a little more, but develop some of the visual elements and see the reactions we're getting on the road with the short film and see what's making sense for the feature and what's not making sense for the feature. Uh, we're also working on just building an audience to get excited about this film because the more people get excited about this film, the more excited we get to make the film for them. And where can we find out about the short film? You can find out more about us on at Mutiny the Film, which is on Twitter and mainly Instagram. And we'll also be making announcements about future film festival screenings where we'll be streaming online. You can find some behind the scenes content, get to know our cast and crew as well. I want to thank you for talking to me. And I really did enjoy the shorts. And I look forward to seeing more the expanded version in the future sometime and i wish you luck with all of this thank you so much and thank you so much for seeing the film and for having us i'm really glad you liked it but yeah check out mutiny it's a short film by alana rafferty i want to thank alana again for sitting down and chatting with me it was great to talk to her i did forget one question i wanted to ask her that day and i messaged her afterwards i wanted to ask her her top three horror movies and she sent back her list number three would be the original suspiria which i have not seen i know i know i probably should see it number two babadook which that movie is very creepy especially who the voice just going babadook duk, duk. and number one David Cronenberg's Videodrome. I want to thank Alana for her list and thank you for talking to me. Go check out Mutiny. So over the rest of Horror Hound Weekend, I did get the chance to go watch 
a few more films. There were two feature films I went to go see. I went to go see Josh Hasty's Candy Corn, which had its debut at Horror Hound. It stars Poncho Moeller and some horror icons such as Courtney Gaines, who you may know as Malachi from Children of the Corn, PJ Souls, who was in Halloween, the original, and Tony Todd, the one and only Candyman. But this is a film that I really loved. It takes place during Halloween, and it is a movie that is very familiar and nostalgic in in a lot of ways, but then also very original in others. Poncho Muller does a great job in this movie. I loved his character. His character is named Dr. Death. I thought he was amazing. This is a movie that isn't coming out until the fall, and I highly recommend people checking it out. I would love to get my co-host to watch it. I really enjoyed it. Spoiler alert, they're probably going to hate it, but we'll see. Another feature I went to see was called Skeletons in the Closet. It was an anthology film set in the 80s, and it was kind of a horror comedy which for most of the movie, I really enjoyed it. I thought the skits in between each segment were funny. The two characters are husband and wife. The husband is a skeleton because the wife killed him and buried him, kept him in the basement, and now she comes down to watch movies with him, and then he's very snarky to her back and forth. Like I thought that was great. There's a girl and a babysitter who are watching this show on TV, that I thought was good. The first couple stories were really good in it, but towards the end, it's only an hour and 20 some minutes long. It it started to feel long, which kind of bummed me out because I enjoyed the first part of the film and then it kind of sputtered towards the end. There are a few features I wanted to see. I didn't get a chance to make it to. One was called One Must Fall which I'm hoping to see here soon. From the trailer, it looks like it's a really fun horror. I think it's listed as a horror comedy, but it's crime scene investigators that the killer is still at the scene and then going after him. So the concept itself, I'm all in. A couple others I wanted to see were Straight Edge Kager and The Hole in the Ground. Hopefully I'll get a chance to see both of those sometime. And there were quite a few shorts playing in front of the films I did get to see. My favorite one of all the shorts was titled Pig. And it was a fun horror comedy about a group of kids kind of hanging out. And they hear noise in the house. And there's somebody out there. And then it kind of cuts to the person outside with the mask on. He's wearing a pig mask. And then he starts talking to other friends out there complaining about, oh, great. I'm the the fat guy and you gave me the pig mask. And they just go through this whole thing. I don't want to give any more away. But it was really funny. I thought it was really clever. Check out Pig. Obviously, Mutiny, which I talked about. New Jerusalem 98, which was a kind of an old throwback to like a VHS home recording 
film. Haxon, it wasn't my favorite of them all. It was kind of a weird kind of witch possession short. Zombie Time, that was a cute zombie love story with Legos. The Blood is Life, that was a fun original movie about donating blood and how it's everywhere. Kind of a comedy short. I thought it was really original. But those were the films and short films I got to see. There were a lot more that it's hard to make it to all of them because they offset times. So you just kind of got to pick and choose. There were tons out there that I, I may have to seek to see if I can watch them later. So just like any other convention, they have a lot of panels. I started off with a live podcast, another podcast called The Oddity Files. They have a show on Amazon Prime. They investigate paranormal stuff, and that's what they do on the show. And then their podcast, they talk about some of that, but they also give stories like crazy stories and things that they might investigate in the future it was it was really cool seeing uh how someone else does their podcast live i'll probably start listening to their show then i went to the candy corn panel with director all the actors and it was really fun panel here hearing them talk about their experience because this movie was a long time in the making And then the last one was the Indie Filmmaker panel, which had our interview, Alana Rafferty, on it, as well as other directors, like the director of Skeletons in the Closet that I watched, other movies like One Must Fall, Straight Edge Kager, the director of The Blood is Life, New Jerusalem 98. It was a fun panel to hear from indie filmmakers talking, you know, their process and and everything else. Like, I... Got a lot from that one. That one was fun. Overall, I would definitely say if you are a horror fan to check out a Whorehound Weekend. I know they do them here in Cincinnati. They also have them in the fall in Indianapolis. Just check out whorehound.com. I don't know where else across the country they have them. But if you're a horror fan, it's just something fun. It was a fun weekend. I talked to some great people, saw some great films, went to some great panels, and it's something I will probably attend again just because it was it was fun. So now that we're done with Horror Hound, let's jump into at-home recommendations. So I have one at-home recommendation for everyone this week. It is a new anthology series that just dropped onto Netflix. It's called Love, Death, and Robots, and it is full of animated short films. I will say this off the bat, do not watch it at work. They are definitely not safe for work. They have quite a bit of nudity and violence in them, so... Just a warning right there. I haven't made it entirely through all of them. I'm about halfway through, and some have been really great, and there's been others that have been like, eh, so-so. The style of them are, are, have been really cool. The story on some of them been good. Like I said, the story on others, not as good. There's one called Three Robots that is just hilarious. But definitely check out Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. Highly recommend it. So I think that's going to wrap it up for 
the Brad only episode of the Cinema Guys. We'll have everybody back next time for our new episode. Stay tuned for that. And until next time, maybe we will see you at the movies. <laughs>